Hello everyone, welcome to the new episode of Nature Zoner. I'm your host Nature Chad and today I bring you a very special one. It's featuring my friend Letters from the Ruins. If you aren't following him already, you're missing out. He has a great content about self-improvement, life, world, beauty, aesthetics, all of it. His writing is superb and I'm just very honored to have him here. Sit back, enjoy and I really hope you take something good out of this talk. Hello Thomas, how are you doing my friend? Hello, how's it going? Pretty good man, pretty good. So I'm very excited to have you on this podcast. We've been friends for a long time and this has been a long time coming. So uh, I want to ask you firstly, how did you start your page? Your page has magnificent writings, beautiful art and you're one of those accounts that really stand out in the whole sphere of copycats and stuff like that. So what made you inspired to get started with this? And uh, how did you start doing it all? Yeah, well, I'd, I'd like to start by saying a huge thank you just for the, the words. That's really lovely to say. And I, I love your writing as well. And Thanks. ever since you began your account, I've been paying attention to your page because I think that it has a huge amount of potential and our own messages coincide in such an incredible way. Definitely. Um, when it comes to my own experience of beginning this, uh, this sort of adventure on Instagram, and the sort of Letters from the Ruins project, I, I consider it. Um, I would say that it, it really comes down to a sort of sentiment among the young men that we all have. Um, and genuinely, I don't consider myself an abnormal person or somebody who's, you know, above, above the flock. I, I consider myself, you know, quite a, quite a normal person. And so when I, you know, when I began my page, it was actually just because my friend said, you have a lot of good ideas and I think you should express them somewhere. And so I just, uh, I just began an account. I got a few shout outs and I started writing about thoughts. Um, but obviously there's a lot more that my page has than just you yeah. know, daily thoughts. It speaks about the world and the condition of, of man in, in the modern world um, mm -hmm. and how we can sort of confront that directly. And um, and sincerely. And, and that comes from, which I consider universal among young men, especially today, mm -hmm. which is this idea that there's so much potential, which is not being amplified by the institutions and the world around us in the way that it has for almost all historical peoples. And because of that, we all feel this inner frustration, this inner um, resentment almost. Yeah. And that can become a very negative thing um, if it's Jews, um, it, it becomes obsessions and addictions and it becomes habits which we can't break and it becomes this withdrawal from the world. But if you just tweak those little things, if you remind young men as a young man that small things can be changed, attitude, attitudinal changes, um, the potential you have in this world is incredible. And we have all of the great civilizations of the world to to put on our shoulders in a sense. And um, I believe that my, you know, um, my page is not equal to the, you know, to the great civilizations of the past, no, by no means. But there is a, is a fact in, in, which is at the very center of my page, which is um, the potential that we all have is far above what it could be today. Yeah. And there are very specific reasons, problems in modernity, which are essentially lies about the nature of man. Um, which are propagated so intensely that we feel repressed in the world. 
and my page is an attempt to remind just a few people um, that, that those truths are life-changing. And so each of my posts considers some kind of topic, which we, I just meditate on for a, you know, for a short yeah. while with my, with my readers. And I call it letters from the ruins, not notes from the ruins or something like that, because I'm writing directly to my readers. I'm, I'm almost addressing them um, because I feel as though my experience uh, is very common. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's the reason I, I write my, my post and I have my page. Yeah, man, that's actually very beautiful. Like, I don't have words. That's really, really beautiful. And I agree with you on almost every point. Because it really is as simple as that. Changing our viewpoint, changing our attitude to these things, the modern things, because we don't have that education that someone to tell us, okay, it's not like this. It doesn't have to be like this. It's not, not everything is black pill. And uh, you bring it in a beautiful way, of course, with your writing, but then again with your art. You like to put art in the, like, focus on it. Why is the art so important to you? Yeah, um, so I always put the art first, not my own posts. Um, and you might notice that if you ever check my my post, I, I, I post the photo, the, you know, the photo of the image, obviously the piece of art, and then my own caption afterwards. Now, if I wanted to be a really big Instagram page, I would put the note first, and then I would put, you know, the image second, but I really do believe that aesthetics, not text, is at the absolute center of what it means to interact with the world. Um, text is always after the fact. Um, messages, notes, even books, they recount things. They don't take you into them. Mm-hmm. And if they do take you into them, they take you into a, into a kind of, um, into a simulacra of what the, what, the, what the essence is of the world. And so, um, the reason I, I post my art first is because I'm devoting it to these in- incredible artists um, yeah, who have yeah. just generated entirely new worlds out of their own mind. And they've done it with color and, and a board. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I believe that though my paintings and my posts, you know, that the artists did not write, write you know, create that art to mm-hmm. honor my post, and I did not create the post to honor the art in a sense, but those two things can stand together and they can help you meditate upon the, the things that I would like to draw your attention towards, which is in first the past, um, not why the past is, is so much better than now, but what the past considered to be central to it, its, its existence um, yeah. compared to today. And those changes, those um those things that have changed really draw our attention to what could be, what we could be doing today uh, as men and um, and as humans, you know, in this world. So, yeah, the reason I post art, especially in the way that I do, is to represent, um, represent, yeah, our, our inner struggles mm-hmm. and the fact that aesthetics draw, you know, draws everything out in our in our world. Um, I've always thought that, you know, when I'm listening to beautiful music um i'm a different person almost um Mm -hmm. you know that the creator of that music has drawn me into their world better than any words could um and even 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 written things like poetry Mm -hmm. um the way that they do that isn't just through the text it's through the way that they say the words the sort of you know the the, the color of the words the the voice and the sound and Mm -hmm. all of those things come together and so in my opinion um, text is, is secondary 
Um, and I, I represent that by my feed being a block of, of just beautiful art. And obviously, I also have a, a, a theme in my um, in my feed, which is uh, on the right. I post a sort of a, a, an image of destruction, uh, you know, something like a volcano or fire or um, yeah. you know, death or war. Um, and then in the middle, I post balance, uh, you know, sort of Apollonian um, order and architecture, capriccio, all these kinds of sublime human creations. And then on the left, I post Arcadian pastoral nature. And these three things, when they come together into a feed, um, represent three attitudes that we can have to the world, um, mm. which were also represented in the medieval three estates. We have the first estate, which is the clerical, the sort of the direct um, facing with destruction and with the divine and the transcendent and all of these extremities, this sort of Faustian um, aesthetic. And then yeah. in the middle, we have the Apollonian, which is also the second estate in the medieval era. It was the um, aristocratic way of seeing the world, the financial, um, all these kinds of um, orderly Apollonian things. And then on the left, the pastoral, the feudal, the third estate, the um, peasantry, which is the body of a nation. And so I, this, I, this is a sort of trichotomy which I try to represent in art. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I have a sort of more general theme as well as the fact that I'm drawing your attention to a single piece of art every time I post. Definitely, yeah. And I always notice you try to uh, share, do the same thing with your message. So uh, the post and the picture go together. And uh, I, I love hearing you speak about this because I can hear how passionate you are about this, you know? You really care about every post, about aesthetics, which is really important in today's world. But another thing that I know you're passionate about, and you actually expanded my palette, you could say. I only listened to Skyrim music as terms of classical <laughs> music, and you really yeah. put me in the whole new world, you know, whole new level of enjoyment and beauty. So can you talk about the classical music? You're the first guy to actually, uh, what I've seen, brought that aspect of beauty in our community. Oh, absolutely. So. I have a very personal connection with classical music. I consider it the absolute foundation of all of my listening. And I, I try to distance myself from sort of musical contrarians, you know, people who um, only approach, uh, approach the specific to other people. And sometimes that leads them to uh, only listening to things that were created in the 1700s because they're you know, because they're really cool, but I definitely do not believe that. And I listen to all kinds of music, but I find that there's something so absolutely sublime about the orchestral and um, not just the orchestral, but also, also the, the instruments of the classical mm -hmm. Baroque Romantic eras. Um, and so, yeah, the reason I share this music, first of all, is because I love it. And I really got into it around 2015. So I was only just coming up to 16 years old. Uh, when I really got into this music and it was just from my own personal studies but um, I found that it was almost a journey it's it's like it's like waiting for instead of waiting for new releases in, uh, downwards and downwards into the sort of heart of what you know what what music really is yeah and so I began with Bach and Mozart and just these you know Bach is in my opinion the greatest composer who's ever lived he represents mm -hmm just the, the most incredible rhythm, uh, the use of texture, timbre, the, the, the harmonies are beyond belief. And 
any good musician today should study Bach, even if they, even if they, you know, go off in a completely different direction. But uh, I just found that the this music is otherworldly in a sense. It bring it, it brings out the uh, the essence of what it means to be a human. Um, mm -hmm. And so the reason I share it is because, first of all, it, it, it connects to the art I'm making. It's from the same era in many of the cases, but mm. also um, the art uh, sort of brings out the imagery that the music conjures when we, when we hear it. And so my love of classical music is not some kind of uh, elitism where yeah, I yeah. think that no other music can be enjoyed. I, I love a huge amount of music, but uh, it's almost been forgotten, even by people who consider themselves in sort of in our spheres, who say that the modern world is is some in some way degraded. Um, they will still. It's not because it's boring or really sat down and given it time. And so I'm able to shove it in your face when you click in when you click <laughs> on my posts or when you click on my stories. You 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 know you. Your earphones probably, and then you might begin hearing it, and mm -hmm. you might consider giving it 15 seconds to listen to and realize uh, what you're being confronted with. Um, and so, yeah, I, I am as fascinated as enough will come to adore it, even if they find they're a million miles away from it now. Yeah, that's incredible, man. It just goes to show again how much detail uh, you put in. But uh, also about music, it's interesting because. Of course, different music can awaken different emotions, and today's music is very—it's. I mean, there's all there's always good music. There's always good music. There's always bad music, but not bad music in terms of like badly produced, but the uh, emotion it produces in you. Uh, most of modern music, especially what the younger guys are listening today, for example, you know the emo rap. Uh, stuff like that, uh, or pop songs, she left me, she left me, I'm a sad boy, she left me. This can actually, subconsciously, I believe, create patterns of behavior. So when I was listening, for example, to those so sad music, to music that was literally, I was just absorbing it, listening to lyrics, I noticed, I started thinking like this as well. I started being more sad. Everything started being more uh, black pill, I'd say. But now, as I slowly transition mm. to different things, I'm not like you. I, I maybe listen to a few songs, then I get some chance, but it's a completely different story. Yeah. So have you noticed that? How much emotions, actually, how much power one single piece of music can have? Yeah, there's a reason that we play metal in the gym. And there's a reason that many people justify, you know, use sad music to uh, sort of, you know, amplify their, their darker emotions. Yeah. Um, and I know many people who do this, and it's not it's not a bad thing because it is a true. You know, sad music can often be a very true expression of the dark by anyone who seriously wants to understand the world and their own selves. Mm -hmm. However, there is something in music, especially the fact that it's now recorded and a million miles away from the producers that if you feel sad and you're able to switch on music which justifies those emotions you're given a social atmosphere in which you can amplify and redouble all of the darkness in your soul mm -hmm. as a sort of masturbation um as a kind of 
um, as a kind of in, you, you indulge in the darkness. And so mm -hmm. instead of instead of using that darkness as a, as a sort of outlet for your energy and for your um, expression, uh, it, or it becomes a, a sort of a, an endless pit, a bottomless pit mm -hmm. of, of um, sort of, of, of yeah, dark, darkness, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's very different. It's very different to what, what you could be doing. Yeah, my friend, uh, which Vlad, is, sorry, yeah, go ahead. So yeah, no, the, the alternative would be to listen to that dark music and use it to affirm your, your soul and your spirit and mm, understand yeah. what it means to have the, those experiences. And so I would never say don't listen to music yeah. which is dark, but question how you approach it in the first place. Mm, that's a very good point. Uh, my friend Blood and Rain, he's actually very big on this, you know. He, he always says there's negative charged particles in music and positive charged particles in music. And you can choose if you're going to absorb it or you can choose if you're going to resist it. So in this case, when you are listening to heavy metal, it can be negatively charged music, but you are using it to fuel different things. The same thing, for example, when I'm writing my posts, when you, there are, there's difference between me angry and me calm. And a lot of posts, <laughs> I want to be angry, you know, I want to awaken those emotions that I felt before. For example, when I'm writing about depression, I want to feel bad in that moment so I can transfer the picture, the mental picture of a mind of people, of someone who's suffering. So in that sense, yeah, listening to a very good music, which is, for example, sad, it can paint the whole uh, mental image of someone. But then again, if you are absorbing mm. that day to day, in day to day basis, you are actually going to slowly become like that person. I, it's really, it happened to me and I'm sure it happens to a lot of people. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's like you said about using that fuel. And uh, yeah, there's yeah. another side to this, which is not just sad music, but music which is not designed um, for any kind of higher contemplation whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It is music. Apologies if there's a uh, airplane coming over my head, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> But that, yeah, if there's there is also music that intentionally, uh, or well, intentionally or not intentionally, um, is completely uh, brain brain numbing, just just mm. you know, just battering on your skull with endless sort of bass boosted you know, <laughs> rhythms. And, yeah, eight oh eight um, and uh, the same lyrics all, all, over and over again. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, and I, I don't want to disparage it. <laughs> uh, modern, a lot of modern pop music as well and, and this kind of thing is not really designed for anything other than just mindless blasting on the radio mm -hmm. or um, just playing in public theatres uh, so that when you're shopping or anything like that you, <laughs> uh, you don't feel lonely and it's a, it's a complete subversion of what music is supposed to be and it is a problem with the fact that music, music is now endlessly repeatable in any uh, square of life the fact mm -hmm. that you you can, you know, you can transfer that live scenario into every single scene. And I would never say that live music is bad. Because, sorry, um, you know, recorded music is bad because I mm -hmm. think it's a very good asset. But what I would say is that it could be absolutely abused. And in many ways, it, it certainly is. Music is uh, just one of those arts which um, is is just is played for no reason other than to fill the noise whilst you're doing something. Mm -hmm. And it, it's a terrible thing because you don't need to be listening to music all day. Um, and if you do, then then with noise in the background, you know, there's a, there's a value to silence, yeah. which music yeah. uh, interrupts, if you see what I mean. 
Yeah, I always talk about this, you know, that, that's the thing. Silence. We are never alone in today's world. We are never truly alone. The same thing when we say, oh, I'm not doing anything. Yes, you are. You are on your phone or there's a radio or there's something going on. You know, there's always noise. There's always some distraction. Oh, and what does this do? Well, first, we never actually figure things out by our, by our own self, you know. For example, okay, maybe you have some issue. Hmm. What can I do about it? No, we don't, we don't even allow ourselves to say that, say that. We just distract ourselves, distract ourselves. There's some noise, there's some music. And like we spoke earlier, I mean, in our private conversation, um, the answers are usually the most simple answers that are right in our reach. We already have the answers, but so much distraction is taking us away from it. Mm. I completely agree with that. Uh, what I would say in response to that is, um, yeah, there, there, there is an intensity to silence, which we absolutely cannot uh, avoid. Actually, I'd love to read out a post on, on silence I wrote. Um, I think course. this one would be perfect for today. And uh, it's quite old, but I can access it quite quickly, I think. Sure so, do. okay. Uh, so the post is called Silence. Uh, are we afraid? Are we afraid of the pounding rush of blood in our temples, of the distant cause of birds, of the mild hum of the world around us? We're inclined to say no, but I beg to differ. It seems that we spend every waking minute running from it, like an eldritch horror. We surround ourselves with layers of noise, drilling it into our head to avoid that dreadful silence. There seems to be a passive obsession we've all picked up. We need to fill the void, so it will swallow us up if we don't fight it with every fiber of our being. But why? The truth is that silence is brutally honest to us. In silence, we may find, uh, we may finally hear the truth we need to know. The voice inside our head finds its opportune moment to speak up and lead us to the things we most avoid. We force our own noise upon the world because we deny it. We are so afraid of the utter indifference of nature, its eternal cycles and its resistance to our haste. When we pay attention to it, we're reminded how trailblazing life is a scream into, into the void. We are often given the choice of consuming or producing, but this choice is a lie which keeps us disconnected from reality. We must learn to listen to the glaring silence all around us. We must eradicate the senses, uh, the senseless impulse toward noise at all times. I've chosen to speak about this topic when I normally speak about music. I believe that we can only truly appreciate the world's uh, the sounds humans make around us, and we know what the world is like without them. Silence is where the truth lies. It is where reflection begins, and it is too serious for us. We lie to ourselves every time we drown it out. Therefore, I present you with a choice. You may continue to cower in fear of what is all around you, or you may plunge headfirst into its presence. Let silence accompany you. And what I'm really getting at there is, is essentially what I've just uh, said, but I, I, I hope it articulates it a little bit better. That was beautiful, man. That that was really beautiful, especially with the birds in the background. Perfect. It couldn't <laughs> be better. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm yeah. sitting on this park bench. Uh, I, I forgot to say it was start of the podcast, but yeah. uh, I decided to go on a walk whilst recording, and I've never heard that done, but I don't <laughs> understand why. Um, Nietzsche famously said uh, that any idea conceived while sitting down should be discarded, and I mm. completely agree with him. Yeah, that, yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I walk also a lot 
for my post because it just gets like you said brain those brain juices going it it activates everything you know it the blood flow literally you can you can look at it like that the blood flow goes and it's the same way as meditation you start moving you, your feet are moving in the same way as, as when you meditate you start breathing and then you focus on breathing and doing that activity which you don't have to mm. control actually allows your brain to breathe so definitely and what you said about silence beautiful i mean like i said people are forced to deal with their problems when when in silence so i think that could be a great point to be made of it yeah certainly i mean i found um i found that our minds really do actively lead us towards the things we most want to avoid and mm. uh i don't know if it's just me but i find that this is very common i think uh what we do is we, we just make ourselves so busy every single day we do whatever we can to avoid our most existential problems uh well we you know we would happily mine away a, a rock for you know a pile of rocks for, for 12 hours a day rather than face something which really mm. is difficult we yeah. rather labor away and you know just just tear the world apart than just stop for a moment and reflect yeah and yeah. that applies to almost every serious thing i mean just like that you just think what's serious in my life that i need to face and five things will come to your mind immediately and you can put them away put them back away and close the drawers it, you know our, our minds yeah. are very much like a house which we refuse to tidy yeah i i believe this is the most common issue people have be it anything because today it's so easy just to run away from our problems of course you can be successful in some areas you can have a job but there's always something that will go, that's going to bother you and i believe this is the most most common issue and the thing i believe it can help people is like you said going for a walk going to nature and being forced to reflect on those problems mm -hmm. and speaking of nature i know you're a fellow nature enjoyer so mm -hmm. how did your love for nature uh, come to life wow in some sense it's always been there um mm. i think i think everyone has a love of nature the question though is do you does your love of nature extend to you enjoying videos of other people going into nature <laughs> or is it is it real uh in the sense that you don't just enjoy a nice mm. sort of picture of uh you know that bob ross has painted but you actually enjoy going out into nature yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and the great thing here is is that nature is uh is not peaceful uh i, I wrote a post about that mm. but you know i won't go into it today the essence is that the world the, the world of nature is just just heartless violent and destructive it's a, it's just force um mm. force like a like water trying to find the lowest point it, it will just heartlessly go wherever that wherever that takes it weight takes it and we often think of nature as oh a nice park where <laughs> everything's tranquil and birds birds tweet but the truth is that those birds are hungry and they will become hungry and tear the you know tear the limbs off of another creature if they can and there's no morality in that and that's a uh, uh it's not it, it is beautiful um perhaps mm -hmm. even more so than the lie that nature is is just some nice cacophony of color um and so i think we all love nature but sometimes we refuse it mm. um and i've never i've never refused nature that's a great I, I've been point i've gone camping all the time I, i try and get myself as close to it as possible whenever i can and, uh, mm -hmm. I think I only really like people and associate with people who <laughs> agree with me because yeah. people who are alienated from nature are, are liars. 
Yeah, I love that point, rejection of nature, because when I think about it, the same thing actually happened to me. I didn't dislike going outside, but I guess I rejected that part of me, because, you know, I was insecure about going out outside, taking off my shirt, and I associated with this whole culture, you know, of people of enjoying going outside, and I hated it, actually. It's the same thing, you hate something that you want. You know, most people who <laughs> complain actually want that uh, oh you have he has money he has muscles he has small pp you no know, stuff like that <laughs> so <laughs> so it is, yeah it's, it's the same thing um I, I also wrote about this because i didn't actually now i realize i rejected it but i didn't actually like going outside so i'd also like to read a bit of segment of my post the nature quest and I think this will go That'd perfect together. Yeah, because oh, you, speak about, yeah, you, you speak about yeah, you speak about the harshness of it, and I speak of the beauty of it. But at the same time, it it all comes together, you know. And later on, I would like to also touch on the point that nature teaches us a lot about life. But let me read this first. <laughs> My love for nature isn't something that I just grew up with. I actually dislike going outside. I avoided it for a very long time. I'd rather spend my time inside, in front of the computer, killing myself slowly. That behavior cost me a lot of friends, and I didn't realize it at the time, but my mental health was going downhill, fast. Some time has passed, and after a few years, I improved a lot, but something was missing. Nature still wasn't on my radar, and now I can see the mistakes I made. Last year during quarantine, I discovered the true beauty of nature. While the chaos was happening in the world, something about getting up having my coffee outside and feeling the sun, it just spoke to me. I would look around and realize that nature stayed the same. It had the same comforting effects, regardless of my thoughts, quiet, calm and unchanged. This inspired me to start spending more time outside, using every opportunity to do so. Being in the sea, letting the waves carry me, hiking through the forest, smelling the sand, seeing animals, sunset, rivers, all of it. What a privilege. I never felt more alive and in tune with the world around me, but also myself. It was the missing piece of the puzzle, and every aspect of my life improved since. So yeah, this was just a part of uh, my post about Nature Quest, and... Excellent. Yeah, it, it really is like that. It was a missing piece, because I was an improver, you could say. I was doing all of these things, but just a simple thing as going outside, feeling the sun, you know, getting a bit of tan. I was always really, really white, pale, actually. So. Mm -hmm. It's just such a like, thing that's normal, natural. I mean, it's nature, Jesus Christ, you know, it's everything around us. But no, like, we spend in indoors, sit here, look at TV, and yeah, just those trees are standing there, calm, quiet, nothing has changed for years. Maybe it grew a bit, maybe some cut it, but pretty much it all stays the same. And it all, stay, it all has the same lesson. You can see through the history the same lesson of nature. For example, uh, hierarchy, you know, how things work, what's in order, life eats life. You can see such as balance. If you kill one species, it creates a whole disbalance. Things such as getting enough sun. If, you, if the trees don't get enough sun, they will probably die. Same as, same mm. as us, we will probably deteriorate in our mental health, which happens a lot. So, so many lessons, so many things, and you can learn it just by taking off your earphones if unless you're going to listen to classical music go to go to instagram letters from the ruins classical music playlist <laughs> but other than that being alone there 
just standing in nature do it you'll see what yeah. you'll find out yeah just do it that's excellent man um, i i completely agree i think this journey you expressed is is really uh fundamentally true it's it's this idea that you saw nature not as this kind of you know this this uh bad thing no one dislikes nature no one thinks like oh uh, nature's evil and if they do do they sincerely feel that um, mm. a lot of the time or all too commonly uh people are alienated they're distant from nature they um they they are able to express uh ideas which and then live out ideas which are um so far away from the truth of nature that um they don't feel the effects fast enough mm-hmm. and that's really what it is um nature is in all things it is the recognition that humans are fundamentally different in so many ways and that means unequal. um and it's it's the recognition yes that 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 balance you know balance is 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 always there if something mm-hmm. something extreme happens then an extremity will respond to it um and it's the recognition that we are fundamentally biological that's not to say that the entire world can only be reduced to material uh components it's actually mm-hmm. the exact opposite it means that um the, the biology uh, is sec- you know we are so uh finite that the only thing which is eternal the only thing which lasts longer than ourselves is is the spirit Mm-hmm. and something and the transcendence that we experience in our lives and um and because of that nature just a short experience with true nature which we all recall you know i i recall great waterfalls and uh mm. you know just crashing down roaring at you constantly and they never stop um, yeah yeah they, they continue all day every single day and this force this just absolute force is unstoppable um and and those kinds of experiences bring us to the truth which is that yeah our, our alienation from nature the idea that we can get away from it um is only it's like well how long can you get away from yeah. it for uh, is is it for a week or is it for a few years is it for you know 500 years maybe but it will mm. come back and it will always be there it, it, you know the, the laws of, of nature are always yeah. acting upon us and another thing there is literally food we consume you know if it doesn't come from nature then how how we even we don't know what effects does it have on us you know for killing good bacteries for doing this stuff we don't know that really but some people will swear by the fact that it's literally killing us our mental health our gut health everything is ruined because we don't eat naturally you know we don't eat locally because when you see some food growing Okay that's asparagus. Okay those are strawberries. I will pick them out and eat them. It's simple as that. But we have this we have these conjunctions. We have this lab created things that we don't know what even does to our body. And it's crazy. So it all goes together. We said the balance between getting good water, mm. eating good food, getting sun, getting air from the trees, the trees getting CO2 from us. You know, it's the basic thing like uh, the kids in school know this. but we forget about it you know well the the other thing is um we often attribute our ailments our you know uh sorry our, our, our you know our, the most pain we feel we attribute it to something structural we say we were born with this or it's, mm-hmm. it was just destined to be because quote unquote i'm getting old um you know what does i'm getting old mean <laughs> uh, it just means time is passing and yeah. during that time your body 
deteriorates. But you're, mm. the, you know, when you're getting older, it's not time that's making you die. It, you know, it's, it's your body deteriorating. Yeah. And if you're causing your body to deteriorate faster than it would have done otherwise, then yes, uh, you're, you're going to feel pain. Mm. Um, you're going to feel, you know, uh, sore. You might feel back pain, or, or you know, you just might feel every single day you've got these headaches, and you just think, oh, that's that's just the way that it has to be. But really, you don't know what a normal, a normal healthy life is like yeah. Yeah. because you've never experienced it. So that's you have exactly to compare that. it with. And if that's... you have these these, if you have these deep deep pains in your life, and you you know you go to a doctor and they just give you a sort of drug, I'm not saying don't go to the doctor. Um, mm. I'm saying there are more fundamental things which you have to face before um, medicating and expecting that will, uh, you know, end all your problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, I totally agree with you. I just had a rant with my sister about this. Basically, uh, there are two ways to go about health. So these are both healthy, but look at how one person feels and how other person feels. So one person has some problems maybe with heart. So it's not anything serious. Let's say it's nothing serious, nothing medical or like serious, but some problem with heart, shortness of breath. One person decides to go to doctor and ask what to do. Take, give me this pill, give me this. And one another person starts working out, starts eating better, starts sleeping more. And both ways are healthy, right? They go to doctor or you work out, whatever. But look at how one person feels afterwards and look at how the second person feels afterwards it's simple as that you know and i believe mm. we have so much power over our bodies so much power over our health and there's some stupid belief that health is just about living longer of course not health is about <laughs> being the best version of yourself we could say right now feeling good not just because of yourself but because of others because when you're feeling good you'll have more energy you'll be calmer you'll have less stress and you'll be able to help others as well. Self-improvement or health, whatever. It's also about others and making the world a better place. But of course, if you don't care about that, again, health. Health is so important. That's why it's the foundation. You, you should not, like, in my opinion, you should not start doing other things, you know. Yeah, bro, let me try ashwagandha. Let me try these things. Dude, start sleeping better, you know. Start doing it consistently stop using your phone before bed you know don't eat before bed okay that's how you sleep more you're feeling actions start meditating do it for months we have the power over our body especially now since i'm doing this wim hof thing it's incredible mm. <laughs> i can think of my foot i i hurt my foot today i was doing stupid stuff but and i <laughs> and i and i uh, put my attention to my foot started breathing and what now? It doesn't hurt anymore. Um, is this just power of belief? Yes, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it's literally that. We we can fool ourselves, and at the same time, that foolery is actually doing something. So, so it, it, we have so much power. I, I went on another rent today. I guess I'm in a rent mood today. But so that's just about health. Health is not just about being living in, in until hundred years and doing power walks. It's about feeling oh, good yeah, now. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah yeah and and you know it's not even about necessarily just doing sports um of course you know if, if you run every day you know aren't necessarily going to be healthy mm. uh health is uh you know i hate to say the word because it's so often used in a sort of 
sort of cringe way, but holistic, it's a holistic entity, right? Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, health is health is about uh, being strong, being in having endurance, power. It's mm. about um, you know waking up and not choke, you know, choking and feeling like uh, your lungs yeah. are going to collapse. It's about yeah. you know your all of your bodily functions uh, continuing. It's about hormones. It's about you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. it's about having a purpose in life as well. And yeah. the other thing is that if you do have purpose in life, uh, so often all of those problems tend to come, you know, wither away. Uh, especially, you know, the biggest one I've ever heard is people who are addicted to masturbation. As soon as they find their purpose in life, just do not even get the urges anymore. Uh, these kinds of things yeah. disappear. Yeah, and it's it's essentially just because when we're um, when we feel locked away, you know, humans like all animals really. Uh, will sort of withdraw upon themselves and and yeah, as I said earlier, just um, you know, they they will not express, you know, they will express strange and weird ways of living, mm. um, in order to cope for this, you know, huge hole they have at the center of their being. Yeah, yeah, I guess uh, I believe it's the root of every addiction, most of addictions, because there's no greater thing to commit ourselves to. You know, there's nothing basically worth living for. You know, so of course, mm. to fill in the gap, you'll turn to short-term pleasures you'll start being addicted to stuff that literally makes you feel better it's simple as that and that's one thing yeah. that i actually want to talk with you uh, the purpose and stuff like that because um when someone has a purpose all of the self-improvement basically all of the suffering it it goes you don't have to try as hard for, for example i started this page you know and um I committed myself to changing the world. It's, it's really like that. I want to change as many lives as possible. And for example, and then when I started thinking, what fapping? What? <laughs> like, well, does that even <laughs> go uh, in line with everything I want to do? No, it's just like I forgot about it. I commit myself to something. <laughs> and yeah, it's just like that, you know, just like that. Like this whole year, yeah, I didn't even think about it. It's, it's crazy. And I also, of course, I struggle with it. The same way with read, same with same with video games. All of this was done because I didn't have a purpose, you know. I was going to high school or I was going to college, whatever. I just went with the flow, did, did what others did. And where, where did that leave me? Leave me addicted, leave me feeling like shit. And as soon as I realized, okay, I have some mission on this planet. It doesn't matter what kind of mission is it. It doesn't matter if it's like your purpose. It just matters that you believe in it. If you believe in it with all of your heart, that's what matters. Absolutely. I mean, um, just being, it feels as though uh, you're, you're being carried. I mean, a lot of people, you know, if you're listening to this, might, might, might know their purpose, but can't really actualize it. Mm. And um, the, the idea of, just generating a purpose from nowhere is quite absurd. Really, pur purpose is just activity in, in some direction. It's, yeah. uh, an, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a goal and an understanding of where to where to go in order to achieve that goal. Um, and a lot of us feel we have this energy, we have this idea that we, can, you know, we need to go somewhere, we need to be doing something, and mm. uh, we feel as though we're sort of you know carried into these very stale means of expressing mm -hmm. that. And that, that can often be very disenfranchising. And that's why I, I always say that the beginning, and I think that, you know, this is central to your own message, mm -hmm. is just those things where you can express 
force uh, literally lifting weights mm. is so central yeah. because once you realize that you can express your energy somewhere uh, you you become conscious of the fact that this is <laughs> almost everything is just progressive overload yeah, yeah literally yeah, showing yeah. up doing it <laughs> you know coming back the next yeah. day doing it again and i'm able to for example you know it might sound strange but i had a bit of trouble reading regularly for most of my life mm. um instead of that last year and i just used my the same mindset of lifting go in every single day at about an hour you know so i read for two hours i wake up at like 6 a.m read for two hours mm -hmm. and then start my day every single day um and it's so easy because i just have this routine energy yeah which yeah. I, i've i've criticized routines in the past um but that's only because there can be problems which arise if you find yourself um absolutely attached to them but centrally mm. routines are amazing because you're yeah. unconscious you're just doing something because it it is the time to do it and uh in in the sense of reading or lifting or all these kinds of things mm -hmm. you you can literally approach them uh you know just again and again and again and improve over time and see that curve learn and uh yeah, you, you sort of grow as a result. Yeah, that's that's a beautiful set because I, I got a bit of carry away. Yeah, you're right. Because I didn't start this page and then I stopped prepping, you know. I, I tried all these things before and I said in the beginning, I always said I started with lifting, you know. Just lifting some weights. Just getting yeah. some progression. And as soon as I got some results and I saw I did this. No, this is because of me. Then it all started you know that catalyst start reading more start doing all these things because the that beginning you know you can just commit yourself i want to be as big as possible that's okay mm -hmm. because that's you finally have a goal you can call that a purpose but of course that's not like your true purpose but it doesn't matter because you're starting of course it, it's really it's really kind of difficult to speak because everyone is a different point of their life but don't be discouraged by me talking yeah i want to change the world now whatever your purpose right now is is what you should commit yourself to as long as you because i know so many people you know he, i know a friend he's a baker you know he's like oh he's not changing lives <laughs> it's nothing like that he's doing what he loves he's working on mastering his craft he's doing sourdough bread you know he's doing these things <laughs> it's beautiful that's his purpose now he wants to make the best bread as possible so don't be discouraged by anything it's just that you have to put your energy to use you have to wake up hmm, okay now today i'm going to do this today i'm going to make a bit of progress here and i believe for beginning and basically like you said you can do this for everything like for for example for writing post for you yeah today i have to write a post it's just the same thing as i have to lift 5 kg more so it, it really can be viewed like that man yeah certainly the the other thing is um to to put away or to refuse to do something which uh you know you'd like to be improving at for example writing a post mm. uh, is so easy um if you don't have a routine uh you can just put it away um so for example um you know oh i have to train today but if i don't do it no one cares no mm. one's gonna yeah, there are no consequences whatsoever to me not training today and yeah yeah uh, I won't need to remember it. So the only thing is that little bit of guilt that you get. But the, the truth is that um, you need to make yourself accountable for these things. You're so right. It's, it's so centrally important. Um, and so, yeah, the way I do it is, you know, I, for, for my uh, account, for example, I just say, I'm going to post on 
Monday, Wednesday, mm. uh, yep. Thursday, Saturday, or uh, yeah, I think it's something like that. And then <laughs> I just do that every week, and it's good because I, you know, I know when I'm posting, and mm-hmm. I don't have any. You know, no one cares if I don't post. No one's going to be like, oh my gosh, you didn't post on the day that you said you would. But mm-hmm. because I put it there, it happens. So there's also a, something to be said in this conversation about. Um, just uh, having those little, you know, means of uh, sort of short mental shortcuts which you need to use mm-hmm. um, to make yourself want to do something. For example, I always hated exercising until I had this very strict: you do this many sets of this many reps, mm-hmm. you know, and, and you just repeat that, and it becomes a lot more fun than you run for forty minutes or something like that. Mm-hmm. I found it a lot more interesting. So it's also about finding something that challenges and uh, inspires you to continue it. Definitely, definitely. I mean, routine, it does it, it get a lot of hate, you know, because as soon as someone like does self-improvement for some time, then they say, yeah, don't get stuck in the routines. But at the end of the day, like you said, everything can be brought back to it. And I still have my morning routine. I still have my afternoon routine. I think it really does allow me to be more successful and get things done. As much as like it became a meme on YouTube, my success running morning routine, you know, it really is important because you put things that you want to accomplish in your life and you make them into a habit. And for everyone listening to this, I would like to give you like some tips actually to building routine if you don't have one. And this is actually what I started with. This is the first improver thing that I started with. And I believe, like I said, I still do it and I will continue doing it because it's so powerful. So I'd say that you should start with one thing just one thing for example if you want to start getting more fit okay first do some bit of a little bit of research if you just say i want to get fit then what are you going to do you know what what type of exercise what are you going to eat you have to think about these things but that's why it's important to focus on one thing so then so you don't get overwhelmed oh i have to read this many pages i have to do this exercise i have to eat this no start with one thing so let's say to get fit okay what does fit mean to you does it mean to maybe run uh, five miles in 15 minutes, something crazy, like whatever. <laughs> start start yeah. with slow, slow steps. So, for example, if you can run now for 10 minutes and with complete that, okay. Start doing two rounds of five minutes for one week. But yeah, I can already do that. It doesn't matter. It's about building the habit. As you continue running every day, as you continue forcing yourself past that motivation phase, you know. When you say, okay, I need to just do this, then you go for a run, you don't think about it, you're actually building a pattern, new pattern in your mind. And as you continue doing this, it will just be easier to go outside and do it. Of course, it never it never will be like, ah, finally, I will just do it without thinking. Of course, you will have to force a bit, but it's not that extreme, you know. This shouldn't discourage you. And basically, as you do it weeks, 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 you increase your minutes, and then all of a sudden, there's this compound effect. You have this uh, more energy, you have more willpower, and you can start adding different things into your routine. For example, okay, I ran, now I'll do cold shower. And then, what, is, what does happen? You start associating running with cold shower, you create a new pattern in your mind. And just adds up, adds up, and sooner or later, like in a few months, you completely turn around, around your routine. And for me, basically, I started feeling so much better after just a few months of doing lifting. You know, just doing lifting. But then, of course, I started reading about lifting, I started eating better, and here I am now. Nothing special, nothing, yeah, yeah. just human as you, guys, just as you. And of, I'll also mention that Thomas, although he speaks about such beautiful arts, stuff like this, he's such a gym bro as well. You might have missed that, 
we'll talk about this now but yeah man um st- that's basically a few tips for starting routines and do you have anything to, to add thomas yes um it was on that point about um uh, yeah yeah so so there's something magical that happens after some time of mm-hmm. uh, doing a routine and i think this is something absolutely universal to humans it, it's this idea of active and passive activities um if i ask you to come to something you have mm-hmm. to refuse or you have to say yes uh mm-hmm. so that means that me me having asked some, someone to come to something means that they have to take an active decision on it they can't just mm-hmm. ignore that while they can rarely happens though um and if they have ignored it they've essentially said no um however if i say to a group chat there's an event then it does not implicate anyone or if i say to a group or if i mm. or, you know if i put it out somewhere it's a passive it's a passive decision um and if you ever want to improve like the membership of your organization message a bunch of people because active decisions are so much more effective than passive decisions and the same principle applies to lifting weights um mm. or, or any routine really uh after doing it for about uh you know 10 or 15 days i would say you begin to get this association which is oh uh you know am i not going to read today uh, because <laughs> i've not read yet and then it, and then you sort of think oh you know i won't read today but the next day you get the same thing and and so now you have this passive idea that you should be doing something every mm-hmm. single day and it, it it's a sort of uh for me uh every single day i read every almost every day i lift uh, mm-hmm. unless i'm taking a rest day um but yeah i'm i i live within these routines if somebody asks me to uh go and see them and so i i spend my day you know in, in, with them and i just have a nice day and mm-hmm. i don't lift it, it's not like i've broken a routine because i live in the routine in a sense you you're um, so it's right, it's yeah. completely passive and so i never feel as though uh i'm i'm going to stop lifting for fall, fall out of this yeah because yeah. it, it is just my life now it, well, it's not the whole totality of my life but it is it, it is incorporated into my life by by becoming this passive decision passive decisions are mm-hmm. so good um because they you know um uh, yeah they just they, you're, sorry the, the active decision is to not lift and the passive decision is to lift the mm. active decision is to refuse going out with yeah. someone and the passive decision is to come with them so yeah, yeah turn sense. things into passive decisions Uh, another one uh just a quick one mm-hmm. is go to the gym with a friend because mm. if you create an event we're going to go monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday i don't know do five days a week um every day um every, yeah every day except for the weekends then <laughs> if you miss it you have to make an excuse um, yeah yeah and that means that you have to have a reason and so create social proofs for your um things get your friends to ask you if you've done this yet that's the biggest one for quitting drugs Um, yeah i found is if i've never really been into drugs but people who do get out of drugs or tobacco or something like that um they ask their friends to ask them frequently about it mm. and even if their friends don't pressure them they get that sort of idea pressure. they need Kind to they need positive to pressure yeah. yeah yeah so it's yeah. that active and passive decision which is so essential to humans uh, in every sense yeah you've put it beautifully man uh, that's a great way to look at it And yeah, I have experience with uh, stopping smoking st- stuff like that. I I smoke cigarettes for about four or five years, and when I think about it, yeah, uh, I'm actually writing a post about accountability because 
for example, uh, I had that discomfort quest, and I pushed myself mm. to, you know, wake up at 5 a.m., do cardio, and do cold showers. Three things I hate. <laughs> no, <laughs> I didn't do that just because you know I'm improver. I do that. I did it because I wanted to show people that you 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 can push yourself and you can achieve what you want, and that's what I want. And I want to put myself there, but with the I had to post it, you know, I said I will post it and it created such that positive pressure on me. Same thing as I announced my cuts, you know, I'm starting cutting, I want to lose mm -hmm. 10 kg. Now, if I don't lose 10 kg, you know, it creates this, I don't know, it's almost like you fail even more, for, you fail other people. And as soon as other people are involved, it creates so much, it becomes real, let's say like that. As soon as some, as long as something is in your head, oh yeah, I'm starting to do this, blah blah. It's easy to stop because, like you said, it's that it doesn't, it doesn't involve other people. You know, you, you go to the gym alone. Yeah, you can make up an excuse, but if when you go to someone, when you go with someone, it's hard because you're failing others as well. So this way, you don't really, really have to be actually, you know, go with your friend. You can just send them a message or even what I found that works. Write it down, make it real. As long as it's in your head, it's not real. Write it down on your, do get a journal, get a paper. I will start running three times a week for five minutes. Make it real. Mm -hmm. Like sit down with yourself. Like I'm going to do this. You know, I'm going to do this. Not, yeah, it's cool to run. I'll do it tomorrow. Ah, and then day after I'm a bit tired. No, commit to it. Send someone a message or even better, do it with someone, whatever it is. Because accountability is so strong. I'll write a full post about yeah. this when I'm finished with my cut, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, very good points. I, I agree. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, whatever is said about routines, which I often think is a result of social media naturally tending towards people going against intuition for its mm -hmm. own sake. Um, but, but really, routines are good. The, the mm -hmm. reasons I've criticized them is because of that pass passive existence that you can make, you can, uh, you know, if you make your entire life a passive routine, mm -hmm. you will improve, but you will not reap the benefits of that improvement. Um, for example, if you spend your entire life reading but never speak about your books, mm. um, then it's a complete waste of time. I mean, maybe maybe it's fun for you, but come on, do something with it. You know, research, <laughs> uh, get into the world. If you if you spend your entire work, you know, time lifting, you'll you might look good, but yeah, w why? You know, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. okay, health, but what what is the point <laughs> of existing for a longer time? Um, health is health is too health is always directed towards something mm -hmm. if you are healthy for living uh, a good life then then uh, yeah that is that is a good thing but if you are just healthy for the sake of existing for a longer period mm -hmm. of time like if you're a if your life goal is to live to 105 um then what you know <laughs> why <laughs> <laughs> no i love that you mentioned <laughs> so that man. you can see more history but you know yeah, that, yeah. that's worthless your life goal should be to achieve something more you know, or something, something like that. So, well, I guess, I guess, 105 is an achievement, but, but yeah. it's an achievement for no reason whatsoever. It's, you know, it, yeah. It's, You're so right. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it's it is a flat achievement. Mm, yeah, that's why I always say self improvement is such a beautiful thing to start with. It gives you purpose. It gets you going, especially if you are in a bad spot. You know, if you're not feeling the best, if you're dealing with depression stuff, that it's great. But at the end of the day. Some people don't mind, don't like, might not like this, but self-improvement is there to aid in your life, not to be your life. So this is a very important distinction to me. So, for example, when I'm, 
for now when I'm uh, meditating it's to make me better so I can give you better information so I can be calmer with you you know when I speak yeah. you now that's why I do these things now I have a greater purpose to commit to commit to but then again I know this is very difficult to speak about if you don't have a concrete answer now don't worry keep going because for example I spoke about this but for this page I started it when I was working as a waiter but before before that I was doing this dopamine detox stuff I was working I dropped out of college and of course I did find a lot of things about myself but it wasn't until I started working like really putting my energy into something that things started opening up hmm look left from the ruins is writing posts I might do the same <laughs> it, it was really like that I really started discovering these things and I didn't know my purpose of course was okay I'm going to start doing this now because I just started making some posts I posted the sourdough I posted some birds on my in my gym and then people started reaching out I realized Jesus Christ this I love doing this you know I love helping people and but the thing is it doesn't mean it's easy purpose doesn't mean it's your oh, I enjoy doing this it doesn't feel work it just means that it has a bigger it's something bigger than yourself let's say it like that yeah it's, yeah. it's a it's an intention toward expansion mm, yeah uh, when you see like a, a power lifter um you know moving a really heavy weight you know a weight that you couldn't move mm -hmm. uh, it might actually be very easy for them uh simply because their their threshold is higher yeah um for work and so the the actual work you're doing is not the challenge it's how challenging that work is to you specifically mm. um and you should always try to aim for a similar level of, of work uh when it comes to perception uh yeah. so for example if you wanted to improve at running you should you know you shouldn't go all out every day you should go near near all out um for a very long period of time yeah and that would increase uh, naturally and so the best runner in the world can outrun you mm -hmm. without any effort whatsoever that's um, all right but you know so so effort has to be constant um yeah so yeah yeah both you and i can agree uh, but, for but, example on writing you know you can look at our first post i mean yours are amazing but still you know <laughs> no the, no my the posts were not that good yeah the, uh, the evolution of just good. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but they were they were they were not as not as good as i, I mean of course but now. that's my point you know it's the evolution and going <laughs> through the motion you know you you started constantly bringing the threshold up and that's the problem with so many people like i said you start running for five minutes not five miles in 15 minutes uh, because you have this vision of yourself but it's not realistic you really have to be honest with yourself it, it might hurt some people but yeah i'm unfit or i'm fat that's the truth and if you constantly lie to yourself you will create too big of a challenges and then you will fail because it's too hard to start if it's five minutes if it's one push-up then it's one push-up then after a few days it's two yeah. push-ups and then because it's a race against yourself no one else no one no one else cares actually what you do it's just about doing it for yourself and then as i said it self performance is so many helps so many others as well but of course start it for yourself there's nothing selfish about it if you're suffering you don't need to there's so many actually people that you know are suffering but they start helping others and that's how they feel their whole but you'll help others the most by first starting with yourself trust me hmm. um yeah definitely we spoke a lot about 
gym about training and there's this thing that not a lot of people know or maybe forgot about gymnasium your gymnasium goal so i want to start with that and because i think it's beautiful and then i also want to expand on your training philosophies you know not about mental aspect but basically what do you do to get so big to get lean what what some of your uh, training methods hmm. okay well beginning with the gymnasium mm-hmm. um my own personal philosophy is is of gymnasium it is to essentially the, the sort of classical ideal of combining uh, physical strength with mental fortitude and wisdom and all of these things together uh complete a human mm-hmm. um and as a result uh one day i will open my own gymnasium and this is uh the you know the idea is to support uh you know artistic projects intellectual product projects but most centrally to be a, a gym for people like us and uh i uh, this is, you know, absolutely central to my account. I, I announced this a long time ago. Um, as a result of uh, literally the entire world closing down <laughs> for about six months, I've not made much progress on it. However, I'm a 21-year-old, and the first time I announced this, I said it would be a very long-term goal. Yeah. However, we are fine on time, to be honest. I think that as things stand, um, our movement is sustainable. Uh, it's it's picked up a lot of steam and mm. The people within it are getting higher and higher quality, so I don't feel uh, pressure on yeah, time. Everything's However, very naturally. Um, yeah, I'm going to eventually uh, open up a gymnasium, which, which essentially, yeah, as I said, combines all of these things. So, to some extent, yeah, it's it's about lifting weights and improving uh, young men specifically um, in all walks of life, you know, in in sort of their fitness. But uh, this this isn't enough, and um, the idea that we're just stronger is 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 insufficient, and so, I, in my opinion, you cannot isolate the gym from somewhere else. And all of these things come together in such a beautiful way as well. Um, you know, ha- having a place to socialize and uh, ex- just experience life with other people is, is so important. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that is my my long term project with this account. And thankfully, my account has grown almost three times. This oh no four times the size <laughs> as it was then um, uh, when I had about 3,000 followers. So thankfully, um, yeah, th- four and a half times larger. <laughs> uh, wow, that's incredible to think. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, um, it's, it's been, you know, I'm very thankful for that because it means that I have a larger and larger platform to actually do these things, you know, mm-hmm. speak about these things. So all of my accounts is an exhortation as to why this kind of culture needs to come back. Uh, men capable of just experience, you know, just experiencing intensity, um, you know, in an environment which is completely conducive to that. And uh, this this is completely, uh, you know, destroyed in the world. You, you know, even Boy Scouts is a mixed gender thing nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's literally called Boy Scouts. Um, <laughs> you know, men men have no space to express their own selves, and um, that's not to say that you know women are, uh, we you know women are uh, evil or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's that men in isolation, when together, produce a, a kind of atmosphere which is mm-hmm. absolutely unmatched, um, and the intensity that is experienced and the sort of will to life 
which is multiplied as a result of those experiences is mm -hmm. so important. And so, in my opinion, um, this ideal of a gymnasium um, is just perfect because it incorporates every every single aspect of that. Uh, yeah. The sort of the rigid intellectual um, sort of engagement alongside. And so, yeah, I would I would have, you know, uh, I will have spaces uh, for all of these things to be explored at the same time. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, that that was the that was really the the, the big sort of inception of this idea of my account as a larger thing. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was in August when I announced that long term intention, yeah. and I I cannot wait to begin working. One hundred percent, I'm with you every yeah, step yeah, of the yeah. way. Because, uh, because you know, um, for me, I got to, I have, I basically have opportunity to experience so something similar to that every day. You know, I have a gym outside when it's raining. Mm. I get to, basically, it's a mental exercise. You know, it's going against something. It's literally hurting you. It's poking in your head, poking in your body. Your your arms are freezing because of the iron. You know, but you love it because you're, you're. It's a small win over yourself. You know. And you're getting yeah. stronger at the same time also working on your mind and of course if i have yeah. some friends around but modern gyms of course don't allow this to happen you you can't oh, it's, you it's can't drop the weight yeah you can't drop the mm -hmm. weights uh, you can't scream that's the thing like my neighbors they know who nature chat is they probably will dox, <laughs> do, they will dox me <laughs> but, yeah they know yeah literally uh, he's something the guy, he's primal. The crazy guy primal about it man I completely respect that. I, I remember uh, over the last uh, lockdowns in, in the UK, mm -hmm. where I'm from, obviously, from my voice, um, uh, we had, you know, we had very, well, I have basically a few dumbbells, uh, like mm -hmm. 20 kilos, which is 45 pounds each. So not very much, but I bought some purple bands and I would, uh, I would just do squats in my bedroom sort of mm -hmm. uh, until I died. So I do like 25s, um, you know, 25 reps for 10 sets. <laughs> uh, and uh by the end of that i was i was literally within an inch of throwing up uh and screaming so yeah my neighbors also are very aware of, uh, of, of my training philosophy yeah um, i mean yeah actually it's a you wanted to yeah you wanted to ask a question about training philosophy I, I forget what the specific question was uh well basically you already touched on it <laughs> like 25 reps uh, sets like that, that's uh, you have a new unique perspective, I believe, of doing compound mm. movements for higher reps, and also. Oh yeah. Uh, I just want to touch on like. So, how does how does it change for you now that you lived by yourself? Now that you lived outside, you know, you do your dips, you do stuff. How much you appreciate training as a whole? I guess way of life. I know we kind of touched upon this, but I want to also hear more about how you get the gains because you are. Like, We've not spoken about training that much, actually, to be honest. Yeah, and I definitely think it's important. Yeah. So specifically, when it comes to my my volume approach, mm -hmm. um, uh, there is a time for six reps. You know, there is a time for three sets of of of, of ten, and I do those things. Um, however so often we actually don't even challenge ourselves in the gym whatsoever we go mm -hmm. into the gym and we complete a very small amount of volume um and make and, and uh, this was me i used to go into the gym and do three sets of uh, of five bench then do my push downs maybe do some uh sort of rear delts and yeah that's still me yep and i was done <laughs> and that that could i mean that could literally take like an hour because True. i was taking the adequate rest between it 
And um, at the end of the day, I didn't even get sore. I, I, you know, I was mm. like, oh, I could put the weight up. So I was literally doing a three, uh, sorry, a five rep max. Um, and I could do five by five and I just was not seeing results. And the only thing that changed for me was I started doing 20s, uh, especially for squats. Mm -hmm. no, do not be afraid of 20 rep squats because if once you can do that, your strength will skyrocket. <laughs> um, the people who have the strongest um, benches are people who just do dips all the time. They just go into their like, um, you know, to their dip stand and they just do hundreds and hundreds of dips mm -hmm. because that work capacity um, strengthens your tendons. It increases your, um, it increases uh, the amount of blood and, and nutrients you can uh, actually get into the muscles. Mm -hmm. And um, you can work at strength just by doing, you know, you can improve your strength by doing high reps uh, for sure. You, you know, I do weighted dips as well and those kinds of things. And uh, yeah, I, nobody does this for some reason. Well, a lot of people do. But if you can go into the gym and just do 10 sets of your one compound movement or, or like an insane amount and just leave, mm -hmm. like you will you will see insane progress. Um, and, and this is, so this is right. yeah, rarely, rarely done. Yeah, I, I heard also that advice from the guy Joel Kellett. He says if if you don't have that much equipment, it's completely okay to do ten sets of bench or ten sets of dips, because at the end yeah, of the day, yeah. muscle doesn't really care what special equipment you have. It just cares of yeah. okay, I'm completely broken down, or uh, this was more difficult. <laughs> okay, I'm going to grow. It's simple as that. Yeah, that that that's the thing. I mean, often we complete like we might even complete five sets near max of like mm -hmm. I don't know six reps. Um, but our chest isn't even tired or our triceps. Mm -hmm. And after a while, you don't even get sore from these things anymore. Yeah. Um, and soreness is a huge indicator of growth, even though the soreness itself isn't the causal mechanism for your growth. Mm -hmm. It's an indicator and it also tells you um, whether you've increased the volume. So yeah, don't be afraid to, yeah. well, was five sets of five hard? Mm -hmm. uh, well, double it, you know, start burning, start absolutely going to the to the edge of what you can do. And the, the great thing about high reps as well is it's a question of will. Um, mm. do you, you know, if you do your 16 rep max, do you think that you couldn't do 70? You probably could. <laughs> and that that allows for a huge change in your, your own mindset going into the uh, set. If I go and load up my five rep max, I will not be able to get six. There is absolutely no chance in the world I will get six, even if I challenge uh, yeah, ch sorry, ch channel all of my mental energy. Mm -hmm. uh, I will, I will get six reps. Uh, sorry, five reps, because it's just too much weight. But you can always squeeze out more reps, especially with like a squat or something like that. You can just keep going. Mm -hmm. uh, like, you know, maybe after the first workout, you're you, <laughs> you will actually be in a coma. Um, <laughs> for, <laughs> but but after about after uh, you know what I did is I when I when the lockdown started, I did six sets of squats. Okay, next workout, seven sets of squat, eight, nine, ten. And then I mm -hmm. stayed at 10 and increased the reps. And then after a while, I didn't even need to make progressive overload. I just had to <laughs> do it again. Um, and that was enough to see progress mm -hmm. because it was just so hard. So, yeah, you, I mean, you don't have to increase the weight every week. Uh, you don't even need to increase the yeah. reps every week. Just do more, you know, do it. You know, you should read faster. out the post, shut up and squat. I think this is a perfect, <laughs> perfect that is perfect. Yeah, yeah, I can get that one quite quickly as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's a very good. So, <laughs> so shut up and squat. I think was like on a T-shirt of a bodybuilder I've seen. I can't remember who, mm -hmm. um, but it just made me. That was a perfect title for a post because it's just so true. You know, <laughs> I say it to myself every time I do squats. I'm like, 
oh, you know, I need a bit more rest. No, you don't. Just do the <laughs> set. You know, if you miss, if you miss a rep, who cares? There's mm-hmm. a pin under you. You'll you'll survive. Well, in the case of my lockdown squats, I was literally just if I fail a rep, then uh, I just put the weight down and it's fine. But um, <laughs> yeah, let me find uh, let me find this post. It's true. Sure. I think it's uh, the problem is I have to remember it by the piece of art, which is <laughs> a little bit inconvenient. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fill the air whilst I'm looking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, squats, you know. I have a bit of a leg injury, but I believe it's like the most fulfilling exercise, the way of just putting a weight on your back and pushing against it. Because of course you're doing bench, but you're fixed on there, you know, but when you're squatting, you're literally, your whole body, your neck is tensing. You have to push the weight (laughs) up, you know, the same way because I like overhead presses, you know, because it's like pushing your full force like your full upper body strength you, your spine even bending if it's too heavy you know that's what <laughs> i love about about these things you know and of course it's well known that squat uses the most amount of muscles possible mm. in your whole body and uh, when you and the legs as well they are so big and what does it mean well you know that more muscle is more testosterone well if you're that's working true. your legs you know that, that's a big reason not to skip legs if you're working your legs you'll also improve your upper body because of more testosterone. Yeah, that, that is true. I, 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 probably, I think that's probably true. But the other thing is, mm-hmm. if, if you do... <clears throat> okay, maybe it's, maybe it's a correlation causation thing, but mm-hmm. people who have big squats always have big arms. Uh, maybe they <laughs> also train arms very well. But I'm pretty sure that if you have a huge weight on your back, which you're carrying with your entire upper body, um, it gives you some form of tension. Like mm. my, my biceps are sore sometimes after heavy squats yeah. because I'm literally clamping down on that bar yeah. as hard as I can. And um, or traps. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, literally, man. So, so my my neck always grows when I do deadlifts, um, mm. and I don't train neck uh, because I, because it just grows naturally from doing deadlifts. Uh, but yeah. I've got the post up if um, if you're. Yeah. Okay, so um, this one is is yeah. It's, it's, there's also some some advice here. So yeah, um, shut up and squat. <laughs> a young man lays on the ground. He appears wounded, trembling, and invisible agony. Has he been shot? Of course not. He's just finished a set of 20 squats. <laughs> I wish to devote this post to a public service announcement. Just shut up and squat. Repeat this mantra to yourself every time you find yourself shying away from this incredible exercise. Why do so many people ignore squats or perform them once a month with an un- unchallenging weight? The reason is that you hate work and you lo- you're lazy. Uh, there are people who go through agony every day merely to feed themselves, and you can't motivate yourselves to literally stand up. The truth <laughs> is that weightlifting weights is an enormous privilege. We must be thankful that we can spend our time moving a piece of metal through space again and again. Time and time again, men and women make endless excuses and justifications for avoiding the barbell squat. Let's go through the reasons as to why you should not squat. Uh, you have a severe injury or disability, or you want to stay weak. Am I missing you? There is no more effective investment of time in the gym than squatting under a progressively heavier barbell. It is the perfect exercise which triangulates muscular growth, strength, and power. It also translates to every physical action you perform. Shut up and squat reminds you of all these things. It reminds you that a cow from a bar is an analogy for life. If you wish to conquer, then start with the simplest things and do them with vigor. I recommend a minimum of two squat sessions per week. I train low bar, the alter your stance 
bar position depending on the mobility and leg strength. Hmm. Finally, don't consider, uh, don't forget to switch rep ranges up. If you ignore 10 and more reps, consider whether this is a fully reasoned decision. There we go. <laughs> Amazing, man. I love it. So yeah, um, I, I just think just that that mantra is is perfect. Just shut up. You know, um, all of the excuses that we give ourselves as to why we can't squat are just weakness, and it's it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, I'm not even saying you should you should yeah, you can you can uh, regret it in your own time. But personally, whenever I'm making an excuse to not squat, whenever I think, oh, it's you know my my ankles a bit sore today, a lot mm. of the time I'm producing these things out of thin air, mm. but I just don't want to do the work, and it's. Um, you know, if if you just squat it at the gym, you you wouldn't look that bad. I think that people would have a decent amount of upper body strength. It, mm -hmm. It's just so much weight and it's so much work, um, and it's just such an amazing. Yeah, uh, a lot of the time people come out of the gym and they don't really have like they don't have a lot of functionality with their strength. Um, mm -hmm. You know, they they may not even be able to open jars very easily or stuff <laughs> like that. You know, the basic things. And I think that a lot of that kind of stuff comes from being very strong big exercises mm -hmm. it's kind of common sense actually if you can lift a lot your of nervous weight system. In one way, you know your literally nervous system yeah, yeah, yeah. gets programmed to do these activities yeah but that, but that's uh, exactly yeah. yeah but also what you said there is actually very universal not just to squats you know just shut up you know why because <laughs> the mental chatter we experience day-to-day -day life not a lot of people are aware of it some of our but so many voices in our heads constantly you know so many and we just go with it you know we go yeah yeah yeah. you know the, like stand just sit for a moment and look at what that inner voice is telling you is it actually telling you something productive is it ever telling you something good or just yeah my ankle or yeah, i'm a bit tired it's never yeah man you can do this today you know it's never like that and so you need to differ differentiate uh, you need to switch uh not switch but Notice the difference between your just inner chatter, stupid voice, and actually productive advice. Because mm. when you need to do something, that voice will come. Recognize that voice, that it's not you. It's just that mental chatter, that stupid mental programming that we have. That's not you. And just shut up and go force yeah. yourself to do something. Not like force yourself to kill yourself, but just, for example, if you have to go to the gym. The hardest part is getting out of the house. Once yeah. you're in the gym, oh, I'll go well. Oh, well, I'm going to do a workout, <laughs> you know? But when you're in the yeah. home, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm going to train. So this is for everything. If you have to, if you have to write an essay, Absolutely. Um, just start uh, writing I something. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah. The, the other thing I'd say is, is you know, the reason, that, the reason shut up and squat is so good is because a lot of the time we feel like we have to psych ourselves up to do something. Mm. And actually that's not even true. Just get under it, you know, just be stoic and just perform the work. Yeah. And a lot of the time, um, when you're in that sort of stasis of the mid set, like rep three or four, mm -hmm. you know, you're not thinking about anything except for the weight. And mm -hmm. um, you're, you are literally, you have literally shut up. Like you will not, <laughs> you might make noise, but that noise is isolated completely from anything mm. but that instance. That's you know, so you true. are completely, completely in the, in the action. Uh, and, so and yeah, so shut up, you know, don't. <laughs> don't don't feel like you need to spend five minutes going. Yeah, I can do this. No, just 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 do it. Just do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah man, that, that's so such a good point. And I there's something that a lot of listeners right now could have noticed, or if they haven't, they will notice now. You haven't said a bad word. You haven't swore sworn for this whole podcast. 
And yeah, yeah. I believe this is such a rare thing nowadays, such a beautiful thing nowadays. And so why do you actually put an emphasis on speaking clearly and in general using your words beautifully? We can talk also about gossiping here. It all comes together. But what's your take on that? Oh, it's just it's just because I'm better than most people, to be honest. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wake up yeah. in the morning and do my stretches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, no, um, yeah, I don't, I don't believe. Yeah, okay, I don't, I don't swear. Um, the reason for that is not because I feel like, uh, you know, I'm morally better than somebody for for not swearing. Um, but because you listen to classical but, music, that's why, right? Yeah, it's because it's because <laughs> I listen to classical music and they don't swear in that. No, mm -hmm. it's because um. Uh, swearing limits your language a huge amount. Um, if you have, uh, you know, think of like a spectrum of, of expression, uh, where on one end it's the most extreme expression you can possibly imagine, and on the on the other end it's the most normal. And when we try and express something extreme, we often uh, go towards these really expressive and loud and explosive words, um, like swear words. And mm -hmm. what we what that does is it limits. The whole range of of, exp uh, of meaning that comes from the subtleties of other words, and I found that when I stopped swearing, which I just challenged myself to do um, uh, around Lent uh, last year, uh, I found that actually uh, I, I couldn't. You know, I sometimes I stopped speaking because I didn't, I couldn't swear, and I had mm. nothing else to say, and there was just no meaning I could express. So I, I you know, I, I completely limited uh, a whole chunk of language that, that is important to be able to speak about so when it comes to swearing i think most people uh, um most people sort of cut away on the on the huge diversity of, of, of meaning they can express mm. but the other thing you said there is um why do i try to be positive and articulate in these things mm -hmm. um well i think being positive is is, is just it's just a it's just the way, way i approach the world like yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it, what, what is what is the point in, in dwelling, you know, on on the on the the, the tragedy of life, unless it's something greater. Mm -hmm. uh, so, I, yeah, yeah, um, I I rarely feel sad actually. So <laughs> I'm quite rare in that sense. I I have a very happy life, um, even when things aren't great. And I I just I don't think that's actually uh, something I've learned. It, it's literally I just don't you, feel the, the sadness. Uh, I'm quite, you know, I, I have kind of a stoic approach to life just naturally. And I think that that's one of the reasons I actually like the philosophy of, uh, philosophy of stoicism mm -hmm. is because it sort of confirmed my own biases. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. other part of that is, is articulation. And I, I think um, uh, I, try, I try to be silent unless I have nothing to mm. say. Um, but when I do have something to say, uh, then, yeah, I try to be very articulate, uh, articulate about it. And I try and uh, express it in the full detail because... Um, the, you know, your language and your writing is the only way you can get your mm -hmm. mind into the world um, in, in, in a sense. Uh, it doesn't matter how much is in your head if it stays there because so nobody true. can see it. No one can feel it. Mm. Uh, the only thing that matters at the end of the day is what the what the action of those thoughts are. And so much yeah. of the time, uh, so much of the time we we limit these things we you know we, we we don't care about expression and articulation and, and language we only care about the quality inside of our heads and, mm -hmm. and then we see the mismatch when we try to explain a great story to someone or 
you know, we try and we try and tell somebody about an experience that we've had or or something that we think we think you know we'd like them to do, and we can't quite persuade them or we can't make them imagine the, the beauty that we see when we see it. Mm -hmm. um, and and this this cuts us off. It neuters us. Um, it, it makes it, it completely removes uh, the you know what what life really is, um, which is that collective experience, uh, you know, the sort of you know the sublime. And all these mm -hmm. kinds of things, and and great writers all know this. Uh, great artists all know this. Yeah, and, and they are the best articulators. Not necessarily the, the greatest thinkers. I'm sure that the greatest thinkers say nothing. You know, they go <laughs> into the mountains and 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 draw. You know, die. Uh, but but the, <laughs> you know, slowly. But people, people who, yeah, people who, um, you know, people who can say what they think well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are the ones that sh that shape history and. You know, I, I try to do that as best as I can. Yeah, I also, in, in real life, I'm a lot quieter than I am on this podcast because <laughs> I feel like uh, if you don't have anything to say, any, uh, then shut up. You know, don't, don't, don't speak right. because you're just filling space with mm -hmm. words and, and sound. And it's once again, you need to appreciate silence. <laughs> yeah, man, that's so true. It's, uh, I'm actually very similar. It's crazy. Um, I do get sad. That's a big difference. But... Um, yeah. Uh, but I'm quite an emotional person, you know. That's how I am. You are quite, quite happy, quite calm. I'm quite emotional, but I did learn to actually control it. So when I'm writing my posts, I will channel my emotional energy into them, and at the same time, uh, so that's the draft. And then I'll go with my rational thinking and try to put uh, the words best, you know, to use. So in that way. I my most most of my life I also just stay silent, mostly because I was younger. You know, I was always younger. I didn't. I wasn't really allowed to speak, and it just became a habit. I listened to other people speak. I picked up on their behaviors, and with that, I actually learned to learn. I started to learn from their experience. You know, I started to gain their wisdom, and so that's why I can I say speak about some things, uh, although I'm very young. I mean, I'm younger than most people, you know, uh, but about uh, speaking clearly, it's so important for me because not speak clearly, but more speaking positively, because you have a choice. Every one of us has, has a choice every single time we open our mouth. Are you going to say something that will benefit others or something that will just, you know, just uh, talk bad about other people? Because it's a choice that every single time we open our mouth, we have. So right now I could say, yeah, the state of politics, blah, blah, blah. Or I could say, say, yeah, you start improving yourself, start making the world a better place. It's simple as that, just making a distinction of what am I going to use my energy for? What am I going to use my time, my mouth for? And, you know, I wrote a post, it's called Much Love. And in there mm. I speak about, you know, that it's so easy to be negative in today's world. Not just because everything is negative around us, but because uh, hate or speaking badly, it gets more attention. You know, people start, yeah, 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 you know, start swearing together. But when you just say something that needs to be said, it won't get that much attention, but it is the right thing to do. And you helped me with this, you know, I started when I wrote posts before and I also swore more before. Maybe I swore now in the podcast because, like you said, I... I'm speaking English right now. I'm Croatian. I have I'm lack few words, and then I just say shit when something is emotional, you know. But yeah, yeah. Uh, 
as the time goes on, as I'm reading more books, which is a great tip for improving your vocabulary, reading more books, but as I read more books, as I am surrounded by people like you and other people, you know, I started to get this sense of, yeah, man, just speak when you need to speak, use your words beautifully, as uh, the, the, the book Four Agreements says, my favorite book, everyone knows, but speak beautifully, use your words beautifully, because they have so much power. The divorce literally I could say hi and uh, say you look great today to my friend or to cashier and that will make their day and then when they come home they'll be more positive stuff like that so you can really change the world by just using your words better so that's absolutely I, true yeah man yes uh, the other thing you spoke about there is is just focusing on what is possible to be controlled now speaking about you know uh, the, the world around us and mm -hmm. politics and all these kinds of things, which I, I am not afraid to do. Of course. Uh, it, it should always be framed. It should always be framed as, you know, a question as to how it will affect your own life. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's like looking at art without appreciating it through. It's a complete waste of time. The mm -hmm. art that is created is meant to shock you and, and, and sort of shake you and, and, uh, make you, you know, think about what you're doing in your life. Not all art is created to energize and, and, and you know, wake you up, but it mm -hmm. is meant to, to challenge you. And um, this is why, you know, appreciating beauty is, is not something you can just do in your mind, but also something you have to express in every aspect of your mm -hmm. life. Um, you know, to, to not think ugly things, to not um, you know, if, if you constantly think ugly things, uh, then it will be expressed in your in your face and in your, your the way you walk, and people mm -hmm. feel it and smell it. Um, you know, th these things express themselves universally. You're so right. Um, and yeah, yeah. So, so you know, implicating yourself in in the in the mindset that you have is so important. And mm -hmm. so, I I have always believed that if you have a political philosophy like my own, which I, I call myself a reactionary. Um, mm -hmm. then you can't think, okay, but I'm also allowed to achieve nothing in my life <laughs> and, you know, um, and not try to be the strongest person I can and be absolutely dedicated to, mm -hmm. you know, living in the, in this world in a sort of active way, because, uh, you know, otherwise you are just a dead weight and yeah, yeah. you're a name and it's just this democratic flat political worldview that says, voice is the only thing that matters mm. just repeating you know, it saying words is all that matters if we can just describe our perfect state it will it will sort of occur <laughs> somehow yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. As, as long as we as long as it's true then it's fine no tr truth is truth is a mission it's a it's a war mm. um it is an ex a vital expression of um a, a people or you know a time or a moment you know it, it occurs in a flash mm -hmm. um and it must be fought for it must be you know it must it is it is a lineage and it's something that you've been given and then it, it you have to continue and that yeah. implicates yeah, yeah, yeah. your entire life truth truth is not um a, a sort of co a constitution even. yeah it's not a series of words that constitution defines something uh, and expresses something more deep and that that depth is the character of a people um, and and the, the sort of you know the, the a way of being that they they should they should have. Uh, otherwise, yeah. it is completely useless. Um, one of the great problems in in many political systems is 
that they assume that constitution just continues itself naturally. That is wrong. Uh, you know, words and voice is 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 nothing without action. Action mm. is is everything, um, and you can feel it. Uh, if you ever want to experience life on another plane, just find somebody who lives for action, mm. and uh, you'll feel you'll find yourself implicated. You might find yourself repulsed, but you'll feel something, and um, that is the most important thing. You're so right. I mean, there's there's this aspect, and there's also a lot of different things uh, talk about the same thing. You can literally call it like some people call levels of energy. You know, some when you are resentful, when you are down, you are actually like living in a hell state of hell on earth. And when you are doing positive actions, you are full of love. You're you're in, on heaven on earth. So it's like a meta metaphor for these things, and. Um, I, I believe it. I really believe it. That we can both be in the same place, experience the same thing, but just our mindset and our uh, what we do every day, you know, it will de de determine how we feel about something. For example, we saw some news, maybe it was devastating, whatever, it's just news, okay. And I did positive actions, I, sp I spoke truly, I did all these things. I, will do, I won't react the same way as someone else who didn't do these things. But it the same is the same thing. It's the same situation. So I believe that being also what you speak and then acting on it is the ultimate ultimate thing you can do. So I guess self actualize. You know to become what you really speak about. Mm. Yeah, and and there is often a problem with this. You know, um, people sharing news, which is so much so much further above their own lives mm. that. It, it is essentially just um, an excuse. It, it's an it's a sort of outward expression of a morality which you don't really possess yourself. And that's mm. not to say that uh, the news which you're sharing is not devastating or awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's to say, it's to say that it, that means nothing unless it's you know why? Okay, yeah, it's occurred. Well, yeah. What does that actually mean? What well, you know? What are the implications of that unless uh, you can do something about it? 100, 100%. And, and not more people, you know, the, the idea of um, spreading awareness, I always hate because spreading awareness just means more people have it in their minds, but mm. that never means action because action yeah. and awareness are completely different things, entities. Uh, yeah, you know, spreading action would be much better, but that, that will never catch on <laughs> because that actually requires work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, when you look at your neighbor and his, and his uh, I don't know, garden is dirty. And then he looks at other, then your neighbor looks at other neighbor and his garden is dirty and everyone speaks about it. But if everyone just cleaned up their garden or if everyone just cared about their affairs, their community, then all of the problems would suddenly start getting solved. And I want to ask you about this because I believe you, you can give some great advice. So we spoke about how news is very broad, you know, and it gives attention to something that we cannot really control. But there's always, we are always living in a community. We are always right now in some kind of community where you live, where you, where you eat, and that's what we actually can control. So what do you think some, are some things that people can do, especially young people, to help their community to actually do uh, some change? Yeah, that's a good question. And it's so rare. I mean, even people who consider themselves advocates of community rarely actually do anything for it now <laughs> yeah it's the, just the question political is, points yeah. first of all yeah yeah the, the question is you know do you, you know, if you have time then tidying up is so important you know 
not ju- you know just just litter is is disgusting mm. and it ruins everything you know tidying up is such a simple thing that you can do but it is a massive piece of litter pick it up and put it in the bin that mm. is the smallest thing you can do but so important it literally removes the stain of modernity on whatever you know whatever piece of land that you're you're occupying so so yeah picking up litter attending community services now the problem with this is they can often be you know they can often be paused uh, to, <laughs> to say yeah. the least they can often have their own problems uh, in that community services are often sort of occupied by activists however yeah. you know what do you, you know, find what you ethically agree with mm. and and act in that sense you know if it's feeding feeding poor people like you know it's, it's not a bad thing to do at all even if the people who want to do it have some kind of imperial desire behind it um you know just you know if the action itself is good then do it i would obviously say attending church you know i believe that this kind of thing especially if you take an active part in the community mm-hmm. is always good because these people are directed towards the transcendent in some way which can, can be built upon they, you know they understand that they understand the language yeah. um, that you're speaking when you speak about sort of the emptiness of this world in many ways so those are three things i, I would say they're very simple uh, maybe some more um it's very simple but you know find friends to train with and um do something with you, you know you can build these little communities go camping with them or, mm-hmm. or you know do some kind of regular social activity it doesn't have to be sort of cringy it doesn't have to be like hold hands and you know speak about why you love each other no you know do something cool do something amazing mm-hmm. uh, and genuinely exciting you know go on a really long last year i went you know with a couple of my friends on a really long walk across the whole of scotland yeah. and that's just incredible and that kind of thing is good because you're helping other people mm-hmm. um in an active way uh with memories and, and building and obviously it doesn't even need to be framed like that you're not going there yeah, to help other yeah. people you're going there to enjoy yourself and you should never you know you should never just do things for their immediate benefits but their for their broader benefits mm, and, um, that's so in right. that sense yeah uh, finding people uh, and don't feel like you need to carry the whole world on your shoulders the other thing <laughs> you can do for your community is to be an example and just yeah build yeah. yourself up and to express you know show that actually in this world it is possible to live a really good life mm. uh, one that is desirable and 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 positive even into your old your old age you can be very healthy yeah. and fit you, you know you can yeah so just just be more just be more for other people so and right. uh, they'll notice it yeah it goes so yeah those are a few things hand. Yeah, I, i'd it, say are important it goes kind of hand with the thing that i said like just when you're working on yourself you're also helping others being a beacon of light you yeah. know being an example okay this guy maybe maybe especially if you're someone like you know who was depressed stuff that and then you suddenly become glowing you, people will start literally start asking you how did you do this you know it, it really does happen but also um like you said about for example about joining communities yeah it's very hard to find a community that is not i'll say cucked or i'll say something like you know because most of the yeah, a lot activities. of the time Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, if you're a young man and you want to join a community, um, you will find that uh, it's kind of it's just wet and and mm-hmm. uh, flaccid. It, it, you know, yeah. a lot of the time it's about it's just it's framed on like 
uh, some kind of new secular religion of mm. like of love and, and <laughs> kindness. Yeah, and it's so just true. you know, I I just these things are not what built the civilization we're in, mm-hmm. and they are not something to be repeated. Mm-hmm. However, um, doing good is is you know yeah. it doesn't have to be framed on some kind of new age yeah. uh, wank. So yeah. yeah. That's exactly uh, what yeah, I, I would... kind of did, you know, I tried, I joined this community yeah. and uh, I still volunteer, basically I'm a volunteer, but I'm very, very specific about what work I do, because you are a volunteer, you have an option to choose if you're going to volunteer, right? So what yeah. I did was I had an opportunity to create a project, I did that and I created it against porn, stuff against porn, so and of course those organizations are, but porn can be, you know, useful for this and that. I made the full like this research for like one week made uh, against porn. It, some few people attended. I was very happy about it, and also things like uh, helping disabled people. Like that's universal. That's like spend, doing playing some basketball with them or something like that. But these things are aren't anything like politically based or anything like that. It's just doing something good for your community. But of course, if you don't have time. There's nothing to feel ashamed about, you know. I have a bit more time now, and that's why I do it. But again, taking literally a trash bag with you somewhere when you're in the park, picking up a few bottles, you know, picking up a few trash, you're doing more than you you think. You're really doing more than you think. And if 10 people did this, then the whole park would be clean, you know. Don't think just like, oh, my actions are insignificant. They are. And especially, like we said before, you're being a beacon. You're being an example to others. For sure, really, really good idea, and uh, mm-hmm. I definitely really amplify all the things you said there. I'm glad to hear, man. One thing I want to discuss, and which is really uh, familiar to us, is love. We have a bit of different approach to love, to lo- uh, to dating, than most people have. I would say a really healthy approach, because uh, modern dating. I'm not speaking about you know casual sex stuff like that, but the modern thing after the red pill movement. A lot of you hearing this are already familiar with this, so that's why I want to talk about it. But there's this bitterness towards women. There's this hatred and there's this divide. And I believe this would be a perfect opportunity to read out my post. It's called The Divide. And it's, this will give you a better sense of what we're trying to say. But also, hmm. I know Thomas has a lot to say about this because you can, you must expect something beautiful and romantic from a guy who writes like stuff like that so just a second <laughs> thank you or, no problem man all right here it is the divide a lot of these red pill gurus are people who are who were hurt and they hide their frustrations behind terms and facts after you read or hear what they have got to say you can notice that it invokes the feeling of hate and desperation instead of something positive it also creates this echo chamber of insults and no one gets anywhere Woman bad, man good, let's jerk each other off bro. On the other hand, there's the same moment on the woman's side. Man bad, women good, let's empower each other sis. This is not the way forward. It's like we are children who are stubborn and fighting over the superiority. Not to mention that the equality movement has created the most amount to divide between us. Recognize that masculinity and femininity complete each other. They are total polar opposites. Not equal, but opposite. And it's the most beautiful thing. You can't expect women to think and act the same way you do. But I was nice. But I gave her logical solutions. She's not you. I'll never be able to uh, have such strong feelings of empathy. 
and that's completely okay. And my girl will never be able to be a stoic. That's okay as well. I'll never truly understand how it feels to be a woman and she'll and women will never understand how it feels to be a man. It's, it's exactly those differences that make it all work. It creates attraction and mystery. It's what gets you going when you see a feminine girl. You know, you just feel it. I'm sure the same could be said for women seeing masculine men. Embrace it. Stop trying to change the way nature is. Masculine and feminine. Much love. So yeah, this was my one of those angry Excellent. posts that I sp spoke about because it really bothered me, you know. <laughs> it really bothered me because I have a girlfriend, we are together for four years and there's nothing more beautiful to me than seeing her, you know, that, just that bubble of femininity, that energy, the, which completes me. And and that way, you know, I can say I love her, I love her the way she is. She's a girl and I'm a guy and I love her for what she is. I can say that without being afraid because I know uh, what I am. I mean, it's ridiculous how we are so careful about these things and how we forgot about Romans because we are afraid of being hurt, we are afraid of women cheating on us. But when you actually put those things that we spoke about for the whole podcast, when you get those things in check, I believe you can have a beautiful, beautiful relationship. You can be romantic, you can go on dates, on beach, walks, whatever, because you are a man, she's a girl, you complete each other. So yeah, let me have your thoughts on this, man. Yeah, first of all, uh, always a great post from you. So that was um, <laughs> thanks. That was lovely to, to hear out loud. Obviously, I've already read it, but yeah, <laughs> you get a different experience from that. I, I certainly think that's true. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, um, when it comes to uh, romance, I think I think that there is this idea that um, Aris. Aristophanes, um, or yeah, it's Aristophanes, I think, came up with this um, mm -hmm. in uh, the Plato's Symposium. The idea was that um, yeah, he gave a panegyric on love. Uh, a panegyric is sort of a, you know, a, oh, what's it called? An appreciation of it, a speech mm. uh, in favor of something. And he gave a panegyric on love. And he essentially said that men and women used to be united um they were united in in form they were mm. one being which is this large ball with with uh four legs and four arms and um it uh essentially was this sort of you know it had two faces on each side and it was happy mm -hmm. and um eventually it was it became so strong that it could challenge the gods and yeah. as it challenged the gods it tried to displace them and mm. Zeus became angry with this. Um, you know, he, he became angry that he was being challenged by man, well, human. And yeah, um, yeah. what he did is he tore them apart. And in doing so, you had two halves of one. But because of the fact that they were facing, um, you know, they, they, they only, they basically had to uh, just, they just collapsed. And so they, mm -hmm. they couldn't reproduce. Um, and so they died, they withered away because they did not have each other. And so what he essentially, uh, what, um, um, what Apollo did is he gave them uh, their sort of genitalia and he mm -hmm. sort of zipped them up together. <laughs> he zipped them up. It's a very strange, it's a very strange story. Yeah. But it, it essentially hits at something. He zips them up and gives them the ability to reproduce mm -hmm. and turns their faces around and they look normal again. Um, mm. And in this, in this process, 
men and women are able to come together, but mm -hmm. only for a time. They can only ever experience unity for a short period of time. And so they feel longing and now they become mortal. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a tragedy, but it means that love is this longing for unity. It's this longing to get mm -hmm. back to, to something you know, primordial. Um, mm -hmm. And it, obviously this theory, this is, this is just a story, but it, it, it expresses a, a really beautiful idea, which is that there's a, there's a, there's a kind of thing in love, which completes us. And um, mm. it is, it is a sense of just finality of, of sort of uh, endless sustain sustenance. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the most, the most beautiful thing. And it also recognizes that men and women have attributes, which come together as a, as a single sort of, as a, you know, as a, as a single mm -hmm. complete whole. And so in that sense, I, I think, what you're getting out there is perfect. Um, yeah, you know, I was men, just thinking about women. how it goes together. Your, your story, unity and divide, is perfect, man. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah. So um, yeah, it's it's beautiful, really. Uh, this when it, when it does work. Um, mm -hmm. Now, all kinds of problems happen in the modern world to do with relationships, um, especially because of the uh, endless accessibility of sex. Yeah, um, and I think that anybody who has spent a very short period, any any period of time in the dating world, or in um, or, you know, in, in the the world of romance, <laughs> will realise that it's not as it's not as simple as it used to be. Mm. Uh, it's it's you know, it's a war in in some senses, and, and actually that that does become expressed in these sort of gender wars that we're fighting mm. against each other. Yeah, um, in, in which we have to sort of claim. You know, we have to claim um, some kind of uh, unique superiority of another gender, which is just absurd, you know, mm -hmm. another sex. Uh, the truth is, yeah, as you said, is that we complement each other. Mm -hmm. um, now, that's not to say that that the end of everything is this unity of man and woman. I think, it, 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 you know, actually purpose beyond those things. However, it's to be human. And uh, if we're in a way, in a sense. So yeah, I, I agree we shouldn't be so depressed about relationships. Mm -hmm. um, they just have to actually be really, really, um, they have to have a very high sense of quality when it comes to who they're actually going to devote themselves to are forgotten as soon as you see something mm -hmm. who's attractive. Um, quality is, is a rare, rare thing for both uh, for both sexes. And, mm -hmm. and actually, if you're going to have high standards for somebody else, then you need to have high standards for yourself. And and uh, and you should essentially see yourself as worth the person that you're yeah. dating. Um, and and that means yeah, that means a lot of work needs to be done. And yeah. as soon as you start working, as soon as you start working on you know, being a better person, I mean, we, we talked about self-improvement mm -hmm. so i don't want to go on too long but as soon as you start working on yourself uh you start you know you start attracting people more um this certainly happened yep. to me um same thing you, man you need to not spend your life chasing women and, and if you devote your life to women actually you will ruin your life um you'll mm -hmm. not achieve women and you'll not achieve anything uh, you will just exist in this yeah. slump we can say that you have, to, you have to have your purpose 
yeah like your purpose is your foundation it's your reason i guess you can say it's a bit harsh but it's your reason to live and then women complement that it's not like women are just some spice of course there's so much beautiful thing there and it, life is not really complete but then again purpose purpose is should be your foundation yeah the, the relationship itself is never the, the, the goal uh, the, the relationship is an effect um, mm. and so much of sort of trad content is about you know just having a wife and children and then your life is that's absurd mm -hmm. you know those things are sustaining uh, your already transcendent purpose and yeah um, the first you know the biggest step I ever made to um, actually actually succeeding with women was uh, not uh, seeing women as the goal, but as, as an mm. effect of your of your successes and as, as your work. Yeah. And in a weird way, you, you know, that energy, it, it is expressed, you know, in, in, in those purpose, in the purpose you uh, sort of pursue. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, yeah, I think, I think, um, yeah, I mean, don't, don't fixate yourself upon, upon, <laughs> upon sex. And, and relationships yeah um and if you do like oh if you micromanage your relationship and I, i've been in these situations before mm -hmm. it is ugly it is absolutely um it, it, you know if you think if you just overthink everything you know, you're both living, yeah. living lives and you're both on your own journey and at some point if you get married and you swear before god that you are um you know you are bound together and so you have to take care of each other, but, but, but even then you mm -hmm. should not macromanage each other's lives. You're, you're still you're so right. two humans yeah. before God. Yeah. And, uh, another thing here is, of course you do, I do believe you have to work on yourself and to actually just, just, you know, to of course, increase your worth, but not in a sense like you're not worth anything right now. But I also want to mention, that you can grow in a healthy relationship so much you can be for me i did start improving you know and i did in that way actually get a girlfriend i believe you know i attracted her but during our relationship i went from literal you could say beta to like completely completely switched sides i was feminine yeah. and she was more masculine like it was crazy and i noticed it because i was doing the things that what she was supposed to doing and, and because i was doing those things she had to be more masculine in the relationship is this balance you know yeah and she doesn't want to be as well and that's she the doesn't want, that's thing. the worst part and men don't know that, that they are feminine you know they are just like why doesn't she love me i just want hugs i just want attention you know and then you start gaslighting her then you start being manip manipulative like oh, why did you say that that's what girls do and I don't mean a bad way. I actually love when <laughs> girls like test you like that because I know I don't know, I like playing those games. You know, it's fun. But yeah. I, because I know it's that's that's her nature. You know, that's her nature testing me. But when men do that, that's the worst thing you can do. She will lose respect yeah, if, for you. She will the, lose the respect. common. A common thing that happens is um, men get into a relationship and lose their edge, mm. and they are no longer fit. You know, they sort of sort of settle down and they think. Yeah, I don't need to try so hard anymore. Now but that you say it, that, that, suggests, to me. that suggests that you were working for the woman in the first place, which yeah, I think yeah. is is a is a dead end. I mean, the, 
you know, why would the woman be attracted to you anymore if the reasons <laughs> that she was attracted to you were the work that you are no longer doing? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you need to be devoted to these things past the relationship. And, and that's not just about lifting weights. That's about everything. It goes back to purpose. Life. Right. It goes back to purpose. Yeah. Do not, do not rest. Have, a, have an internal and, 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 you know, an eternal purpose. And, yeah. Uh, and, and, and yeah, so, so when, this, when this comes to uh, what you were saying about, you know, the, the roles, um, mm -hmm. yeah, don't, you know, don't be afraid to assert um, things which are absolute, you know have your male friends and go yeah. and do male things and don't feel like you need to um you know don't feel like you need to justify that as long as mm. you're you know spending a good amount of time on the relationship um you know don't mix those two things as well like um you don't, don't yeah don't see your girlfriend point. as like one of your male friends or something like that you know train with her and stuff like that but don't yeah <laughs> don't don't uh try and have her be your friend in in with your other guys i like, know mm -hmm. separate those two things out because you have to have your own purpose she needs to as well she needs to have her female friends and mm -hmm. um those things those things keep you in check and keep her in check and keep you sharp yeah you need to be sharp because uh, as soon as you become empty and blunt that's when relationships can become a lot worse and yeah. you, you won't really understand at first at first you'll think it's just you know, oh, we're having more arguments recently because because of the very specific things that those arguments were about. But yeah, no, there yeah, are yeah. always deeper motivations to problems in relationships. You're so when right. it comes to you know how you see each other, and uh, yeah, you need to be sharp. So if you're if you settle down and relax when you're in a relationship, then you weren't really worth the things that you were doing before the relationship to get it. Mm -hmm. um, and and yeah, so so important. So yeah, I'm glad you brought this up actually because. Some people just need to hear it, and I need to yeah. hear it sometimes as well. And like in the past, I would never do that now. Mm. But in the past, I, um, you know, I, 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 it was too easy to just indulge in the results yeah. of, of your work and not see that see it as a sort of as a as a self sustaining thing. Mm. Yeah, man, and uh, you explained it perfectly because when I spoke about my post before, I said, you know, you can say you love her now. Well, you gave it a bit of a background because. But you you already said it like you have your friends you have your purpose you know you you're a man she's you she has her friends and when you are in that state of mind you don't have to be afraid to express love because when you're both like those complete people love is the purest thing it, there is you know seeing their seeing their eyes you know fire up seeing smelling them you know hugging them these things these it just feels right there's no like, hmm, what should I do now, overthinking st stuff. No, because you are in your element, you have your life. And then when you come together, it's just this perfect harmony. Mm. So, um, do you have anything to add there? No, I, I think that's that, that sums up my own thoughts about relationships. Mm. Yeah, It's something that I find um, you need to get those points out um, for, for sure. But then there's a lot more depth to a relationship than that. And of course, uh, and anybody who's been in a serious relationship or is yet to be in a serious relationship mm -hmm. will have very strong emotions about what that means. And so I try to, I think that, yeah, the, the basics, the things we've spoken about. Yeah, actually, we didn't go to the post. Yeah, so important. But um, always remember that if you just follow these rules, uh, there's, no, there's no formula to a good relationship. You know, mm -hmm. you need to be hyper aware of, um, of you know, all, all of the your character during a relationship and all these things because you are literally embarking on a, on a voyage with another person especially yeah. if you take your relationship seriously and you're not just 
you know, doing it for its own, you know, short-term pleasure. Yeah. Like I said, I'm more emotional. I had to adapt my self and also think about my, my behavior to other people or basically my relationship. But you may be a completely different situation. But the what is true is like the universal is masculine and feminine. Besides that, you are free to explore anything you want, you know. My relationship is unique, his relationship is unique, someone else will be unique, but as long as you are respecting what it means to embrace who you are, and she embraces who she is, then you're fine. For sure. Um, and and uh, yeah. if you can't, you know, don't also don't feel like you, you should convert somebody to your way of seeing mm. the world. You should, you should at first look for somebody who, who is your, you know, who, who agrees with you, or at least mostly agrees with you. Um, you shouldn't try to change somebody just so that the relationship works, because sometimes that's us being lazy and not wanting to admit to ourselves that this isn't the right person. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, obviously that might be the right person, but you need to think about it. You know, don't just try and don't just try and ex- you know, don't just. Uh, accepts that all of these huge differences you have will just go away they, they will stay mm-hmm. for a very long period of time so yeah like just the end thought women are beautiful we love women don't go into that, that insult route they it's like a beautiful piece of life that a lot of people are going to miss out if they continue listening to this Hating, uh, hating women is gay, so yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Shut up and don't hate women. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Uh, no, no. The I thing mean, no, about... you can you can hate you can hate women. You could be really misogynistic, but mm-hmm. just don't actually hate women. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. There's a there's a difference here, and all men know this difference. You know, you're when, right. You're and, right. and it's a huge set insensitivity that our current establishment has is that they can't recognize when a man is is just having fun, mm-hmm. being himself. <laughs> and saying things which which are fun and, and men you know being literally boys being boys yeah uh, is 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 a phrase that needs to be brought back because it's true <laughs> uh, and, and then there's actually men who are resentful towards women mm. and projecting that resentment as we spoke about earlier uh, is a negative formula you're right you're right <laughs> that's so hilarious uh you know the thing about this podcast that i love man is that i speak like a caveman with my limit uh, limited vocabulary and you completely like complete the my point and you get your point across like it's so perfect it's it's crazy it's crazy <laughs> thank you man. like uh, i think you're like, saying i think you're bringing your points up really well actually but, thanks, but if you feel thanks. like i'm a i'm a master articulator I'll take yeah compliment. i'm like yeah yeah lift weights nature good i'm from croatia come to my sea and you're like <laughs> yeah yeah mate so <laughs> no but i love it i love it man uh yeah, yeah. I think we'll wrap it up here. It was truly a pleasure to have you on. Of course, you're my first guest, and I couldn't pick a better person because you are really my my true friend. And mm. I can't wait to do more things with you in the future. I for yeah, sure man, have you um, on the guest post. I ha- you have to write something for me since you speak so well. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, uh, man, no, definitely. I'd love to. I can't wait to meet you in real life, actually. Which nah, I hope yeah, of course. Summer. Of course, um, man. We will live we together. We can't talk more about that. Uh, yeah, I, I know where I'll take you. There's some, some beautiful places where I'll take you as well. Some waterfalls that you mentioned before. I know a few places, but yeah, we, we will not talk about this here. But yeah. I just I just want to say thank you very much for being here, for your wisdom, for your time. And l- let the people know where they can, where can they find you. Okay, yeah, for sure. Um, well, 
thank you nature chad as well i, I think <laughs> that this podcast has been a huge huge um you know, hugely productive discussion something that mm -hmm. i've i've genuinely learned from um, something that has allowed me and you to reflect um definitely really man. really effectively so no that was beautiful and i'll tell you what i just i just uh you know i really no, I appreciate these kinds of conversations so in future um you know yeah i mean i'd love to do a post for you but also just continue this these kinds of discussions of course uh, yeah so any any people who aren't following me uh please do i'm on instagram um <laughs> uh that is my main place and the nice thing about that is uh you can just scroll down and find uh my link tree which is letters from the ruins so yeah just type in letters under dash from under dash the under dash ruins <laughs> and you'll find me um and yeah yeah i uh I make very similar content to Nature Chat, so I'd appreciate it if you, you know, sort of, you know, if you've stayed for this whole podcast, <laughs> then you're, you know, you're probably you're a legend. Be, you're a legend. First yeah, of all, you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably going to be following me and him. But yeah, no, genuinely, this podcast has been amazing, and I'm, I'm going to listen to it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be listening to this podcast in a few days because I, I just think, uh, you know, you brought out the best of me and. Uh, you've you said yeah, same you've also man. expressed same really, man, because really you you really you really made me think about some things you know for example that thing about nature really hit me you know that not not accepting it not not disliking it, but not accepting it you know rejection of it that, that yeah, really yeah. hit deep for me you know and also yeah you, you made me think about actually i was doing a bit of self-improvement also for a girl but also for me you know so it is it's really it makes you think man and i hope it will make everyone else think and I hope you took away something from the, our talk because we certainly did. And uh, mm -hmm. yeah, man, I you you should probably you should really follow the letters from the ruins. He's my favorite account on Instagram. Besides that, you know, of course, he's my friend. But I really like his content, his way of expressing himself, and I'm sure you won't regret it. And you know, and you will be surprised how big this dude is. You will be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so you, yeah man. so no problem man so yeah uh hope you guys enjoyed follow me as well if you want nature.chat on instagram and i'll see you in the next episode goodbye <laughs>